0: Church, Charlotte. God is good today. God is good. God is good. Turn around and tell someone, you look you look nice. You look nice today. I've been meaning, meaning to tell you. Amen. Glad to be in the house of God. How many are glad to be in the house of God? With the people of God. Amen. Anything can happen when the presence of God is in... Is in a place amen anything can happen here today according to his will would you pray that with me real quick lord whatever your will is for this service today would you lift your hands and lift your voices whatever your will is for this service today god we pray that it would be done speak to us today god speak to us today god lift us today let us be encouraged and challenged by your word In the name of Jesus. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated today. I want to explore this morning the subject of the imagination. Everybody say, imagine. Imagine. Amen. The power of the imagination is that it has no limits. As as a person begins to think about something or becomes... Consumed with seeing something come to pass, their imagination begins to wander and their imagination begins to open up these layers of creativity and endless possibility. Almost all innovation in the industry and progress in any industry started with this thought. Somebody said to themselves, if we created this product, or if we sold this, or if we perfected this, and we or we served this, or we did something a little bit better than the next guy, then we can make millions and millions, possibly billions of dollars. Right. It started with an imagining of how the world would be better. Amen. Everybody say imagination. imagination. Those that are married today, how many of you are married in this room? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> One day, you imagined a life with the person that you love so much. You imagined one day what it would be like to have a great home and a great marriage, and you imagined what it would be like to have those beautiful kids that are with you today or in kids' church today. Those same children this morning are the ones that use their imaginations and they imagine that money grows on trees. How many know what I'm talking about? So you imagined your spouse, your husband or your wife, and you begin to work hard, and you saw that great marriage come to pass. Some would say, "Man, we imagine all the time. We imagine hitting a hole in one on the tee box of every single par three. We imagine scoring the game-winning shot." We, we imagine when we go fishing, I'm going to be the guy that catches the biggest fish today. And at least for one person in this room, if he's in the room, he imagined what it would be like if his Dodgers beat my Giants this weekend. And he's been sorely disappointed. I had to text him early yesterday morning at about 7 a.m. with a screenshot of the score. (laughs) And then again this morning, the shame (laughs) of of hanging your head when you lose 15-0 to to the lowly giants. The imagination of men and women currently right now, even in this moment, is shaping the world around us for the better and also for the worse. The imagination has the the ability to, to to accomplish extraordinary things as an example, there were several men that imagined a world where electricity could be used to benefit all of life on earth, and so they thought they to themselves a way to harness electricity and when they did that, they illuminated our dark cities and they powered industrial revolutions and they connected people like never before they They took something that was occurring as a as a natural phenomenon and they revolutionized the world so we Although we don't think of it that often, we should thank men like Benjamin Franklin or Thomas Edison for one day seeing that light bulb go off above his head. And because of men that use their imaginations last night, we slept in these beautiful temperature controlled homes or hotel rooms and and we never thought one thing about it. Am I right? Everybody in this house today has had times where your imagination ran wild. Kids. Man, they have wild imaginations. How many of you remember all the way back when you were a kid? How many remember being a kid? Just, just give me one toy, just one toy. We didn't have much. We didn't have much, but we had, we had link logs. Man, I'm old. Just give me one little green uh, plastic army soldier, the kind that had the gun connected to it already. And and I could get into the dirt or the grass or somewhere in my bedroom and I could imagine winning an entire war with that one little green army guy. How many of you had a Matchbox car? How many of you love NASCAR today? Good. (laughs) I'm I'm staying in Concord. It's a treat. <laughs> but just one Matchbox car and you could imagine being a champion NASCAR race car driver. One little Barbie doll, not for me but for some of you ladies, hopefully. <laughs> And this Barbie doll became your best friend. I could walk by my daughter's rooms and and I could hear them talking. And what's going on? Oh, just playing in here with the Barbie. One Barbie doll and and, and she could actually talk, but you were the only one that could hear her. (laughs) How many remember the monster that was under the bed? Or in the closet? For all the fear that we had over the monster in the closet, none of us ever actually saw him. Why? Because we imagined it the monster was real because our imaginations have the power to create a scenario that made it true at least until the lights came on or the Sun came up imagine the power of the mind and the imagination shapes our perception drives our actions and it unlocks our god-given potential and 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 I want to be careful today we're not talking about manifesting manifesting is is becoming popular this new age movement it is focusing the thoughts or your energy on just bringing a desired outcome or experience into reality simply by visualization or affirmation or positive thinking I want you to know this morning that some things will never come to pass it doesn't matter Matter how long you think about it it's not coming to pass you can think to yourself all day I am going to lose weight today but unless you create a calorie deficit good luck one of my best friends he used to always say this I'll just think about losing 10 pounds in the coming weeks and it will happen well it, <laughs> I thought that was a good idea. It didn't work for him and it didn't work for me either. So know this today, our imagination. Remember this, our imagination, the imagination that you have must be tethered to a foundation of truth. It must be tethered to the laws of nature or physics. So today I am speaking to First Church Charlotte about the potential of an imagination that is fueled by faith, that is tethered to the power and the truth of God's word. There's an imagination that we can have that believes that God can do anything according to his will. And I think that our minds as Christians, as believers, have been closed far too long for business. And God is saying to the church, listen, guys, I have given you a powerful tool and it's called your mind. And I want you to begin to use your mind for my glory and for my purpose and for my kingdom. So today I'm, I'm just preaching a simple message about infusing your faith into all the areas of your life that have been lying dormant for years because this morning I believe I am a believer for me and for my family that God has greater things for us. God has greater. Tell someone next to you. God has greater things for you. God has greater things for your family. God has greater things for his church. But sometimes we, we fail to see everything that God has for us simply because we've lost the ability or the capacity or the desire to just imagine. Look at someone and say, imagine. Imagine. And you've been waiting for this day for a long time for someone to get up and preach this message. What I'm about to say to you is going to help you. You've been waiting for a long time. Spouses, this is your opportunity. Turn to that person next to you and say, it's time to use your head. Go ahead. Come on, take take the chance right here in this service. Use your mind and imagine. Listen to this definition. The mind is a complex system that encompasses various cognitive processes including perception, attention, memory, reasoning, and emotions. It operates through networks of neurons in the brain communicating through electrical and chemical signals. The mind processes information. It forms beliefs and thoughts and influences behavior through intricate interplay between conscious and subconscious processes. The mind plays a central role in shaping our experiences, thoughts, in actions. Everybody say amen. Now, I know that that sounds deep, and I believe that it really is, but this is what I want you to know today. God is saying, for for how deep that sounds, God is saying to me and to this church today, I created the mind that you just heard about, and I placed that mind in each one of you, and I want you, each member of the body of Christ, I want you to begin to use your mind for my glory. Someone say amen today. Okay. That was a little introduction. I don't want you to think that this is a TED Talk this morning, because it's not. So now we're going to jump into the scripture. And I want to begin today in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 and 5. And this is the fundamental doctrine of every believer, every person that is a believer in the one true God. This is the foundation. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Amen? Amen. Like, we love this, man. We we quote it, we preach it, we we teach it as instructed by God to our children. It is foundational to all we believe about God and, and how we are to interact with God. And, 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 and so this scripture right here, one day, this same scripture, generations later, this scripture was quoted by Jesus when, when, he, when he was approached by a, a teacher of the Jewish law. And the context is found in Mark chapter 12, verse 28. And it says that, and one of the scribes came having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that, that he had answered them well. And, and by the way, context, everybody say context. Context matters. And, and so he, Jesus is answering all kind of tough questions on this day. And, and he's answering questions about taxes. How many love taxes? <laughs> he was answering questions about marriage? How many love marriage? How many have some questions about marriage that maybe you would like to ask Jesus? He was asking or answering some very difficult questions being asked about marriage and the resurrection of the dead and and the book of Moses. And and Jesus is there and and he's answering these questions and he's dropping all this knowledge. And so this scribe hears that Jesus obviously knows what he's talking about. And so this next question kind of throws me off. I'm not sure why he asked this, but the scripture says at the end of verse 28 that he asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And this is a this is a basic question. This is like asking this is like asking a, 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 a math professor at at a university what two plus two is. To 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 these people in this culture. Deuteronomy 6.4 was put into them from the day they were born every single day, at least three times, uh, but every single day and it was attached to their body and they saw it every single day. And so he asked, what, what is the, the first commandment of all? And and Jesus answers in verse 29 and says the first commandment is, and remember he's, he's pulling this knowledge, something that was stated in the book of Deuteronomy hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before, but it had been passed down through the generations, he says, this is it. Hear, O Israel. This is the first commandment. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And we have to say the second one, because all the law and the prophets hang on these two. The the second is namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these two. So if you can't figure out the law and you don't know what all these things mean, just know this. You are to love God with everything inside of you. And then you're supposed to love the one that's in need, your neighbor that is around you. It's that simple. Sometimes we complicate it. We complicate church. We complicate walking with God. Do your best to to love God and walk justly with those that are around you. The entire law and the prophets hang on these things. So Jesus answers and his answer is correct. But it's interesting to notice that Jesus adds the word mind There's a lot of debate on this with theologians, but he adds the word mind. It's a clarifying statement. He adds the word with all of thy mind to Deuteronomy 6. So I want to suggest to the church today that, that God is after our minds. One more time, tell your neighbor it's time to use your head. God doesn't want us to be mechanical drones, simply obeying without thinking, simply worshiping out of duty or coming to the house of God out of sheer habit. But God is trying to capture the minds of the church and, and he's trying to give us a whole life experience with him. Everybody say, imagine. Amen. We're going to move quickly to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. The Apostle Paul, he is one of the greatest minds in history. He's one of the greatest teachers in history. One of the one of the greatest writers and wrote a lot of the New Testament. And he literally changed the world through his ministry and his writing. and And even to this moment... Today, he is, he is shaping what we think about God. Amen. Think about that. Amen. One of the greatest minds, he said this to the church at Ephesus. He said, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. I'm reading from the NIV this morning. I want you to put that up there in the NIV if you can. There's a reason. How many love this scripture right here? Are y'all able to change that? Change that for me if you can. Unto him who is able to do immeasurably or exceedingly, abundantly, immeasurably, more more than all that we ask or imagine. Everybody say imagine. According to the power that is at work within us. Paul is... He's making a truth claim about God. That God is able to do more than you can think... God is able to do more than you could ever imagine. So this morning, whatever you can think, whatever you can dream, whatever you can imagine that God can do in your life in the future, as long as it's according to his will, I want to preach to the church today that God can do it. He can do more. Why? Because he's able. able to do it. That's why. So if God's able to do it and God can do anything, then why aren't we imagining some things in our life that will begin to change the spiritual landscape that is around us? Let's imagine that things that will release the power and the kingdom of God into our lives what are you thinking about as you go through your day what if you started to imagine and think about some things according to the will of God that would change your life and change your family what I'm saying today is ask according to his will somebody say he can do it ask him for a better marriage when you come to the altar today somebody say he can do it Ask him for a better home life. How many of you need a, a better job? God can do it. Ask him. If you're a student today and you're struggling throughout the, the throughout the year with your coursework, why not ask God? I need your help, Lord. Quicken my mind. Help me as I take this test. We limit ourselves because we forget that God can do more than we ask or imagine. I want to imagine, as you know, maybe you don't. Know in the coming week. In the coming week, our family is relocating to the state of Missouri. We transitioned our church, and and we are relocating to the state of Missouri. And in the coming year to year and a half, we're going to be planting a brand new church. So I and my family, right now, we are imagining a ministry and an anointing that goes beyond our limitations. Somebody say, "He can do it." I want you to imagine for yourself the thing that God is called. Called you to do, that now you're more anointed than ever and you're doing it at a higher level and more people are being affected because you're using your gifts and your talents for the kingdom of God. Somebody say he can do it. Imagine there has to be a more effective way to reach people with the gospel. He can do it. It's time for God's people to begin to use your minds. Engage your minds. Engage your minds. Attach your faith to the promises of God. Imagine greater things that are yet to come. Someone say imagine. One more story that we don't talk about very much. Found in the book of Genesis. Chapter 11. There's an epic tale of the power of the human mind. And this story shows us that there is a limitless potential in every man and woman's imagination. And this narrative reveals how powerful the mind can be. But it also teaches us how we have to harness the potential of our minds into doing God's will, not our own will. Because there is another side to the imagination that, that we have to diligently and carefully keep in check. As a matter of fact, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, that we are to cast down every Come on, somebody help me preach. We are to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we are to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So all of our thought life and all the power of the mind and Everything that we imagine, it has to be submitted to the mind of Christ. And it has to be submitted to the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Amen. There's a friend of mine that preached a message and he said, having vision is having a sanctified imagination. And so today I understand that what I'm preaching is nothing new. Everything that's preached here, more than except for Pastor Nathan, he comes up with some stuff. I mean, the guy's... But, uh, you know, this is nothing new. It's been preached before and... As I look around this church and this campus and I see the people in here that change lives and all of the hearts that are turned back to God or are turning back to God today, I know that this message has been preached in this church many times in one form or another. But today, today, everybody say today. Today in this generation, all of our young people, 18 and down, say amen. Amen. Come on, young people, say amen. This generation needs, this generation, Generation, or maybe those that are new to Pentecost or new to walking with God, this generation needs to know how to sanctify their minds and their imaginations. This generation, you better get some vision or the church is going to die. You better get some faith, not your mom's faith or your dad's faith, or the church is going to wither away. We have to have an imagination and a mind that is all in for the kingdom of God. Amen. So in Genesis chapter 11, we read an astonishing account and an interaction between God and men. This is what it says in verse one. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Everybody say, everybody say so far so good. Everything's looking good. But one day, all of a sudden, something began to happen. There was this guy, and he was sitting around the table. I don't think he had a table, but he was sitting around eating. And all of a sudden, something popped into his mind. He began to imagine something. He had a light bulb moment. But it's it's important to note as you go through the story uh, that this thought was not from God. This imagination was not of God's will. It was born from pride. And this thought would would eventually lead to separation from all they had ever known. And so this guy began to share his thoughts with those that were around him. And there's something about an imagination and a thought. There's something about faith. Whether your faith is in something wrong or something right. Whenever someone begins to passionately share what they have been imagining, what they can see so clearly, when they begin to passionately share it, it has the potential to spread like wildfire. And so this thought went viral in the community. And this guy began to share his thoughts. And now all of a sudden they said to one another, go and let us make brick and let us make mortar. And let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make a name. Let us make a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. So right here, they messed up right here when they begin to think we are going to make a name for ourselves in heaven because the only name that is going to be known or praised in heaven is his name. So I don't know... the particulars. I would love to get a little bit more information about this story from him someday. But all I know is that God saw that and he was like, I don't know about that. (laughs) And so the story continues. Listen carefully. And I want you to hear the thoughts of God as he observes this narrative. Listen to God. Listen to what he says as God observes what the children of men are doing. The musicians can come this morning. The Lord came down to see the city and he came down to see the tower which the children of men builded. Someone say they did it. They, did. they actually did it. How do we know that? Because God came down to view what they had built. And listen to what God thought about these people. And the Lord said, behold, behold, these people they are one they're unified and they all have how many languages one language all these people are speaking the same thing and this they begin to do God is saying they did it they started it they're accomplishing it and 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 then he says and 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 now so, somebody in the room say nothing he says and now nothing I'm going to say it again. Everybody say nothing. 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 Hey, we're going to do that song, God is able. So y'all be ready. (laughs) Everybody say nothing. Nothing. Tell somebody next to you, nothing. nothing. God is saying this. They're not saying, God is looking at what's going on, and He says, Nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Those are His words. Nothing will be restrained from them. Whatever they imagine to do, God is saying everything these people can dream up and imagine, these people can accomplish. God is saying the power of this people and their imagination is truly unstoppable. Nothing will be restrained from them. But the problem was their imagination was not in line with the will of God. And so God says we're going to go down there and we're going to confound their language and, and that way they cannot understand one another's speech. And it and, and I know when you read verse 7 it seems kind of extreme but this, this illustrates how far God will go to save people from the power of an unsanctified mind or imagination. In verse 8, the Lord scatters them abroad on the face of the earth and they left off to build the city. Therefore the name of it is called Babel because the Lord did confound their language on all the earth and the Lord scattered them abroad upon the face of the earth why because they set out to do what they imagined to do everybody say imagine I want to close with this today stand with me if these people can imagine building a tower to heaven and they can do something that is truly incredible against God's will What can the church accomplish when we begin to imagine things aligned with God's will? Singers, come and get ready to help me sing this song. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you'll help others find our free podcast and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area,